to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, the GOP came out with their proposition. The Senator Tim Scott came out with their proposal for police reform at the federal level. It mirrors, I would say, more or less, or certainly incorporates a lot of the elements of the executive order, which, of course, executive order does not, should not legislate. So this is completely against the Constitution, what Trump did, what these guys also completely against the Constitution. So they address it head on. And on Tim Scott, the senator's website, it says it's a section by section analysis of what he's calling the Justice Act. It starts his analysis, his 15 page analysis starts with the Justice Act will maintain the constitutionally limited role the federal government plays in local law enforcement decisions while still affecting significant change. The bill uses an innovative system of federal grant-related incentives to ensure local and state jurisdictions cease the use of dangerous techniques such as chokeholds and report stuff about when an officer uses force or no knock warrant is issued, et cetera, et cetera. So he addresses head on that they are using manipulation of grant money to circumvent the constitutional limitation on federal law on the feds uh, affecting law enforcement. And I think, well, like I said yesterday, I think I cracked the code on why they're defunding the police. They're making it so the police don't have any local money and they have to do all this stuff. It's a de facto way of absolutely nationalizing police, at least police policy. And I think they're doing it on purpose. And that on top of that is that is the bill that the senator from Louisiana promoted of $500 billion to replace the $200 billion of lost tax revenue. Clearly, they're giving extra money for the feds to take over the states. And the Republicans took away the SALT deduction, the state and local tax deduction, which I predicted would mean that these highly populous, highly influential blue states would reach up to the federal government to get their policy agendas pushed through because their state revenue would go down. Their states cannot tax what they need to tax to have their social systems because they can't deduct it from the federal taxes. So they will just make the federal government come down and implement their policies everywhere. This is really the end of states, in my opinion, was that SALT tax, that change in the SALT tax law. Wow, sounds like a bribe from the top. It is. And there's some detail I wanted to get into, but uh, we can take that one step at a time. I have another code crack, I think, out of this. Related to that, in the autonomous zone and other areas that are talking about getting rid of the police department, that's also perfect for what you're talking about. Because if get rid of the local, then what's next? The military comes in, the federal military, federal police come in. So it's all setting up for that. Did you see? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Did you see that they changed the name from Chaz to Chop? I did see that. Why did they do that? Uh, it's the now Capitol Hill occupied protest zone, I think. Mm. So I guess they're making it. I don't know. They must have just thought it didn't sound right to be an autonomous zone. And now they're making it sound like it's protesty. But I do have a few points I wanted to make about this guy's proposition and what I think is is an insight, an original insight that I have into what they're doing. So a lot of this stuff, I mean, this really reflects Obama's task force. 
like the executive order did. I mean, really echoes the words. I didn't read that 150 pages. Well, actually, I did at the time. You should see my copy of it. It's like all full of tabs. But I just it's too much mumbo jumbo. I can't I can't go back. So but I do remember highlights. I have highlights. People have summarized it. So this law that he wants to push here is they want to stop chokeholds. They want to report data on use of force and on no knock raids because that thing that happens that woman, Breonna Taylor in Kentucky. I didn't look into the details of that, but that's the stuff that really happens all the time. And we should all be afraid of it's happened. I've covered several different cases of it in Georgia where they have no knock raids and they kill people without innocent bystanders. And that one is probably not the main focus of all this media circus going on right now because everyone is in such agreement of the problem. That happened. Yeah, and he did actually name it the Breonna Taylor clause in the act to after her case that and they, he names all these people in the act to nod to the actual cases. But for me, a no knock raid should always be banned unless you're there to save somebody's life. But it's almost always used to get contraband or paraphernalia or prohibited items, black market items. It's almost always there for to enforce prohibitions, which I also think need to go. They, he's going to, he's suggesting grants for body ca- cameras, training for de-escalation, and, uh, and when you have a duty to intervene, I'd like some details on that. Makes lynching a federal crime. I, I wonder if that's just death by hanging or if it has to do with race. I know it's already, he said it was already been passed by the Senate. He's just incorporating it. There have been stories lately about lynchings and originally... California, two of them. Yeah, they were originally reported as suicides. Right. And I saw a story today that says they're investigating them further now and that there's been six or four other lynchings, six total across the United States. I don't know how frequent this is. I know that with suicide, that's often something that people do yeah it's it seems like a very strange story to me this this whole thing as being a chronic problem i mean it is illegal (laughs) but it would make it a federal crime so that is a pylon thing i don't know i'd have to dig into it a little bit more it seems rather more like uh symbolic yeah to isolate that it says increases penalties for false reports i guess that's swatting more access to records. Now, this is where it really goes to Obama, and I couldn't figure it out. It makes it it gives more access to records for hiring and assi- assists in increasing minority hiring and having the hiring reflect that the demographic of the place that's being paroled, which I think makes patrolled, which makes sense. To yeah, it's a good idea. But but here's the thing: there are. When you're applying for welfare or a, or a job at like the post office, any government money, you can check a box identifying your race and get an advantage. So if they are also then, so they're, they're, they do that. So government jobs, the welfare thing, then they're also starting to give federal loans to increase federal loans to minority business owners in, in the inner cities and stuff. And now they want all the cops to be minorities. African American community is smaller than the total community of people who work for the government. Much smaller. You could literally, if these are better jobs than they're getting in the private sector, you could literally hire the majority of minorities into these jobs and totally co-opt them 
into advocating for the government, no matter what the government says. I mean, once you're in that system, they give you a day off to go vote. You know who you have to vote for. We were talking about the pressure that to be a Democrat. This this is a way to completely co-opt a community. And I have one more thing is that he offers this whole plan. Tim Scott says we want to restore faith in government of minority communities. And to me, there is no faith to restore because they never had faith in the first place. If they want to co-opt them, this is a good way to do it. College football athletes get the day off on voting day, on election day. This was decided this week so that they can go vote. I think that speaks to your point. It's about who you're supposed to vote for, the whole LeBron James initiative. We're going to tell you what this person is going to do, who you're supposed to vote for, and how the other side is going to try and stop you. Very interesting. And they and that is that goes to the Linda Sarsour thing where don't vote for who you want to vote for. Vote for who we tell you to vote for. Black incarcerated. What? what? Vote for the black mass. Yes. Well, I have to interject this, that the Republicans have started something called the right side pack. As in be on the right side. Yeah. And that is a support. It's Scaramucci and other Republicans trying to get Republicans to support Biden because they say Biden is the Republican choice because of his position on free trade, states rights, federal spending, U.S. alliances. And and this one really made me laugh and cry at the same time. His stance as a devout Catholic. This is a lifelong advocate of abortion. Please. Could be some reverse psychology going Please. on with this group here. I don't think so. I think there's a good chance because also Gerald Seib was saying there's no good third party candidate. I agree with you. I told, I did actually write that. Is this going to help Biden or hurt him? I mean, it might, but we talked about from the beginning, Biden is the Republican candidate. So you're right. It may go either way, but I'm beginning to think, I'll tell you, if Trump gets that infrastructure bill at least close enough to the finish line that he can sign it before the next president is inaugurated, I do not think he will be the next president. It's definitely doesn't seem as certain as it did maybe six months ago. As as soon as the financial crisis started, as soon as this bailout started, that was his main goal, in my opinion. And it was right on the heels of me deciding that they or concluding that they weren't trying for a war in Iran. I put that off the table. Once I took that off the table and now the financial thing is off the table, all he has to do is bring this infrastructure thing home and all the things I thought were on his agenda item list, including the censorship thing, which was whoever was in this going to be president this time around, I call and the censorship president, all that stuff's getting done. They don't need, they can, they can do something else with the next president. Yeah, I don't know that a war with Iran or China or Russia is necessarily completely off the table. Maybe for the next term, it might what not come around What I was talking about, then. though, that his job, Trump's job, was to start a war with Iran because of the way his relationship with Israel, how he was approaching Syria and all that stuff, all that whole narrative changed dramatically when I think Iran had us kill Soleimani, who was probably a real patriot. And so we got basically maybe an internal coup in Iran. See, I feel like that's kind of off the table. I'm not saying we're not going to have a Cold War or a hot war on the bigger picture, but they don't really, that's not what I thought he was being tasked to do specifically. And I think that's off the table. We have breaking news right now. Fulton County District Attorney's Office has decided to file charges in the shooting of Rayshard Brooks. This is a shooting that happened at the Wendy's drive-thru. The the Wendy's later was burned down. The Fulton County District Attorney concluded that Brooks was shot in the back while he was running away. The bullet went through his back and hit him in the heart. And 
They're filing 11 charges against the police officer who shot him, Officer Garrett Rolf. R-O-L-F-E is how you spell his name. Felony murder with a possibility of life without parole or even the death penalty. Aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. It's a possibility of one to 20 years. Seven violations of the oath of office. And he also kicked Brooks after shooting him when he was on the ground, which could get him one to 20 years. And the interesting, the very interesting thing about this is that they said in the press conference that the other officer, Officer Devin Bronson, will be a witness for the state testifying against the other officer, his partner. And this officer says that he stood on Brooks's back after he was shot. That's interesting to me, too, because I noticed that the Atlanta PD put in a rule against the neck maneuver, holding people down with that. So to hear him standing on it, I'm wondering if that's what he was doing alternatively after shooting him. Because they didn't know he's dead. They don't know he's dead right away. Right, right. Does yeah. it say what the felony felony murder, as you know, I'm sure, is that someone dies while you're committing a felony. It's not that you killed the person. If you killed the person, it's murder. If it's felony murder, you're getting charged for a murder somebody else committed because you were engaged in the felony that they are, that, that you were committing. So if they're charging this cop with felony murder, he must have been engaged in a felony. What is the felony? Does it say what felony? Can you read that line again? It says they're charging with felony murder. I don't. It I, li- I listened to the press conference. The felony right, they're charging him with. Yeah, right yeah. No, I just thought that, you could re- that it would be in that. I thought maybe I had missed it. No, I don't know what the specifics of it are. I yeah. The, the I think maybe is, the way he drew his gun or something. You know, whatever, whatever the cop was doing prior to this guy dying would have been. I think that he said the district attorney said that you're not allowed in Atlanta to shoot at a fleeing suspect with a taser that that's aggravated assault, the felony. But he shot at him with a gun, also aggravated assault. So I guess in the act of shooting at him, oh that is gosh. the felony. Wow. Which is that, that's, that's, I just wow, now listen to the twisted. press conference. So that is don't twisted. quote me on that. I got you, but that is how, that is, to me, that kind of stuff or charging federal and state is all double jeopardy or, or should be under a double jeopardy type unconstitutionality because that's how they string along plea bargains. That's how they string along plea bargains and get people to plea to something minor because they can say we're charging with 15 different crimes so that it goes forever. Now, the cop, the head of the police union in Cobb County said, which is not far from there, said that Georgia law allows that cop to do what he did, whether his judgment was good or bad. I don't know. So I think Georgia law is going to be maybe they that'll be a reason that they get out because there's ambiguity here. Now they're talking about Brooks. The reason he ran is because he was on probation for like a domestic problem, child abuse or something like that, child neglect, something like that. So. So the dialectic of this guy was bad is going to bubble up. Maybe they'll get off, especially if they overcharge him, like we've discussed with the Minneapolis thing. Speaking of, yeah. And it's the state laws that are going to come under attack with this federal cram down. And I think this will play into that. We need the federal laws because the states can't be trusted, just like with gun laws and everything else. Also, they had to charge somebody. Otherwise, there would be widespread riots around Atlanta right now. They would have started. But it seems like they're overcharging him, which I is think they're probably overcharging him as well. I don't know if these other charges, if it's going to default to those, if you can't get the top yes. charges, I'm yes, not sure. Be good. But 
they had to do something simply to quail riots. Otherwise, Atlanta would have burned again tonight. And it's interesting that the officer, Officer Bronson, is going to be testifying against his partner. It reminds me of the Ahmad Aubrey case where the guy who filmed the actual shooting, who was also in pursuit of Aubrey, is testifying against the McMichaels. And it seemed very early on that he had been gotten to and turned and it sounds like somebody might have gone right to this guy and said, look, this is an explosive situation. You know that there has to be a sacrificial lamb, at least when it comes to being charged. They might not get a conviction, I... and it might cause chaos, but the fact that this so qu- they so quickly turned one partner against another is really walking on eggshells if you're a police officer, if you're working I... in the criminal investigation field. It's so amazing to me that they did this, that that guy shot a black guy in the back. I mean, yeah. you'd have to be pretty stupid. Did you, I didn't watch the video. Did you happen to see anybody with face masks on in that video or notice that no one was wearing it? Did somebody have one? Because no, it I'm was just, just the three curious, of them. I'm just curious if some of this stuff has been in the can. I mean, the, the kind of a psyop that it is, you, you know, you'd have to involve the families and the kids and stuff. It seems unlikely, but I'm just saying it seems unlikely that these idiots would shoot a guy in the back for falling asleep in a Wendy's. Yeah. The face mask, though, the guy was in the car by himself. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's dispositive. I'm just saying I'd be curious if you saw one, then we would know for sure. It would yeah. be dispositive. Yeah. But you could be right. Yeah. They could manipulate no, any of this I'm, stuff. It's a small chance. But I just if, he, if you saw the face mask, I'd be 100 percent positive it was happening now. But now but now I'm not. So, but I, 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 I'm not too suspicious about it. It's just so stupid. It it's is just such yeah. a stupid thing to do if you're not in fear for your life. Let's talk about this a yeah. little further after yeah. a word from our sponsor. Hey, what's up, guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence, is right now. And Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Nights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedandSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT. That's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T, and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're going to love it. Neighbors also has some chicks that they're trying to move, some chickens, so if you need to get some chicks. They're so cute. Hey, maybe we'll get to see them when we're there in July. <laughs> yeah, maybe. The We're almost full in the meetup. It's about closed. I'm a little flexible. So if it's open to everyone right now. So if you're hearing this, check it out. You should be able to get in, but probably not after this week. And I just wanted to tell uh, Dirk, thank you very much, Dirk, for being a patron saint. This is the first month he said, go ahead, you can thank me. So thank you, Dirk. Fantastic. And thank all our thank patron you, Dirk. saints. There's been new photos released in the search of the people who burned down the Wendy's in Atlanta on the night of the shooting. And they have upped the bounty, I guess, or the reward to $10,000. So if you can give information finding this person and they released, it's a second photo of a white girl. I don't know if it's the same girl or if it's supposed to be the different girl, but 
10,000 bucks, that made me start doing some Google reverse image searches, <laughs> which yeah. is terrible, by the way, and helps nothing. But I wonder, with a reward like that, if that sparks the very thing that George is actually right now trying to eliminate through the Ahmad Aubrey case, vigilanteism. Right. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, that would certainly escalate the whole problem if they are looking for trouble so that they can pass legislation. I did want to say one little thing about that GOP legislation. It creates two uh, committees for study. One is a study of the real issues facing black men and boys, which I wanted to make one comment about. And the other thing is a thorough review of the criminal justice system, whatever the hell that means. Not to mention there should be no federal, there is no criminal justice system. There are 50 or a thousand or whatever criminal justice systems, but the federal one is not what we're talking about here. I would start the bidding with absolutely no bail or jail for any crime related to a prohibition and no more plea bargains. And I think those two things together would solve the problem. I did want to just reiterate the thing about where I think the real systemic racism in the system comes from, particularly when it ends up in the criminal justice system, particularly for black men and boys and Latinos as well, from this experience my friend had with with these lifers, every single one of them had maybe all of these, but certainly several of these, a broken home, incarcerated parents, witnessed crime and or domestic abuse as a child and dropped out of school. And I would say every one of those are a derivation of, in turn, policies, not lack of policies, but policies. So the broken homes are a function of welfare. Before there was welfare, poor and minority communities had less broken, very low divorce rate because it was it's too hard to maintain two households. Now with welfare, they can't. They're not allowed. They make less money if they're together. Incarcerated parents. That's the drug war, in my opinion. The dropping out of school when school is worthless, if not full of complete lies and BS, who's going to stay? And witnessing crime and domestic abuse is related to all that stuff. So I would just want to reiterate, they're never they are not going to give you the true answer. Those those committees are going to be there to justify what they want to do, which is piling on, not peeling back. Yeah, they don't want to solve the problems. We've talked about this before. They need the problems to exist and persist so that they can continue to organize, fundraise, and build power. Saul Alinsky lays it out in his book. Here's a couple rules that he has that are very related to what we've been talking a lot about lately. His eighth rule of tactics is to keep the pressure on with different tactics and actions and utilize all events of the period for your purpose. So we're seeing all these events that are relevant being used for the the same purposes that have been pushed by people like Stacey Abrams and others for years. It's just a matter of plucking or creating sometimes the events that can further their purpose and uh, per moving the goalpost, Solinsky says, if we think of the struggle as a climb up a mountain, then we must visualize a mountain with no top. We see a top, but when we <laughs> finally reach it, the overcast rises and we find ourselves merely on a bluff. So you will never reach the goal because they can't allow it. They need They're the problems. Absolutely, you were 100% right when just yesterday or when I read the Trump executive order, Tim Scott, I can't remember when I said it, you said... I said, it sounds just like Obama. 
Yeah. Which you agreed with. And you said, and it's not going to be enough for them. And I mean, Chuck Schumer, who really makes my skin Sexy crawl, guy. Oh, no. No. He's <laughs> fucking evil. If you see the look he gives uh, Grasha Hupp in her congressional testimony, I've hated him ever since. I hate to hate. He looks more like Mr. Burns every day. I feel like his head is uh, drooping. He's and- just, I think, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so he's, this night doesn't even start, blah, blah, blah. These, it's never going to be enough. And this is enough. It's just, it's not unconstitutional enough for Schumer. It's plenty unconstitutional <laughs> enough for me, but it's not unconstitutional enough for Schumer. He wants brute force. Yeah. Well, it's never going to be enough for any of them. Never going to be enough. That's right. You're right. You're right there. Coronavirus cases are on the rise in Georgia. And they're also on the rise in Texas and in Florida, and especially Florida. And now there's been talk of the next shutdown. We haven't even finished fully opening up. And we're already talking about what the next shutdown is going to look like. Fauci is back making the rounds again. And the next shutdown is going to be a little different because they are aware, these officials are aware that you're not going to be able to just completely shut everything down as strictly as they did before because of the financial consequences. And people are just over it, frankly. But the World Health Organization has stepped in and is making some recommendations of what to try. And That recommendation, the main one, is to do two weeks on, two weeks off. So we have this two on, two off, or the alternative recommendation is to just shut it down on the weekends. (laughs) These are the proposals we are getting. But the only way we do anyway. Yeah, right. The only way that this works, the only way that this works according to the WHO and other officials, is if there is trust in our public officials. If disinformation reigns supreme and people don't trust what the officials are telling them, then coronavirus will continue to savage us for the rest of our lives. So we must trust and we must obey if we are to survive. I love the two weeks on, two weeks off thing, because then at least I could get my dose of microbes. There I like you go. my microbes. Yeah. And and is it everyone or do we alternate like on smog day? That's a good question. A I don't know. Day. I don't know how so it's going to look. If you had half the people come out all the time, you know what I mean? Like rotate or is it that everybody stays home because every two weeks, all microbes that need human communication should die. If they only live in humans and humans don't interact for two weeks, then every single disease like that that does not transmit through pets or something should die anyway. But the there's also an article today that said the a consensus emerged on how COVID-19 spreads. And this just cracks me up. We're beginning to think, first of all, I hate it when it says consensus. It's like, you know, science is about proof. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't care if you're, if this is your consensus, then give me the information and let me make my guess. Cause I really don't care about you guys, what you think. Cause I think you're liars. And also when they say like consensus, does it mean who, everyone of, consensus? Uh, is it climate scientists? Cause you know how they say like 5,000 scientists agree that the earth is warming and 4,999 of them are biologists. Yeah. You know what I mean? So consensus, I don't know. It probably said it later in the article. I didn't get all the way down to the bottom, but I just found it was interesting because it said it's not passed on surfaces and it can't be passed as you casually pass someone in the street. Even though I think in L.A., 
they have a law. You have to wear your masks outside. So it's going to be like a full blood transfusion to well, pass. What is person to person contact in a place that isn't very well ventilated? And I'm thinking, as a mother whose kids always got these illnesses. And by the way, I just saw I was I'm reading this old book, and it says how SARS doesn't affect kids. This is the old SARS doesn't affect kids, of course, because if it if it's Really as infectious as they say, every single kid gets it. That's how it is. Every year your kids get a cold or the flu or whatever every single year. And you know it because it's in the usually in the winter. I don't know exactly how it works, but we always thought it was because the kids are all in the ball pit or whatever. They're all schmutzing on each other. They're all got snot every, everywhere <laughs> and they're not outside in the parks playing. That's why I always thought it was in the winter, not the summer. But everything they're saying is like this thing is a cold or a flu. It's just it's kooky but they're all coming out about it now yeah and they're gonna they're, i think they're you know partly seeing what we're gonna put up with and maybe maybe they're testing our ability to handle multiple crises at one time so instead of just the coronavirus then over to the black lives matters and the police brutality stuff now they're kind of like smushing them both on top of each other for us to handle and also wasn't the whole Point of the lockdown, the flatten the curve thing to so that all their little tent hospitals wouldn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. And they weren't even used. So now now that millions of people have been exposed to it and millions upon millions upon millions have been exposed to the people who have been exposed to it. So either so that would eliminate the whole asymptomatic virus shutter thing if that's not true then the second wave can't be anywhere near as bad as the first, certainly not with respect to fatalities. And in any case, if that's the case, or if it's moving younger, if they've killed all the old people who are vulnerable already, then what is it that the lockdown is going to affect? It's going to free up traffic for more protesters (laughs) to make it downtown and not social distance or wear a mask. I like the low traffic thing. Although there, today I was in the doctor and the chick reprimanded me. In, she's like, Monica. I was like, what? She put your mask on. And I'm, I was like, oh, you got reprimanded. Close. Reprimanded by name publicly. And I was just like, why didn't I hide in the one niche left in the world? There was like a chair. I just didn't even think about it. I could not breathe. I was in the waiting room for half an hour. For well, half an hour. I was getting hypoxia. And it's I wasn't tough to happy breathe in some. It. What kind of mask did you have? Do you have the Joe Biden? Mask? I just wear a headband over my face. Yeah, I like, like the bandana a- <laughs> look. The, the it's like a bandana, but the it doesn't make any difference. The other masks also make me not breathe. I'm hypersensitive to not being able to breathe. Or well, what? Because your your nostrils <laughs> and mouth is covered with something. You have a hard time breathing <laughs> when someone's choking oh, you. I know. It's I know. unbelievable. I have, a little, I have a little bit of low blood pressure, so I really don't like it. And I was ready to just walk out because I really didn't care about the outcome of my situation. Not a big believer. Because I just feel like, how much can they do for you? I've got like a torn ligament. I can make sure surgery. you're wearing your mask. That's that's for sure. I, you have a torn ligament. I'm sorry to hear that. I have that. a torn ligament. I know. And it's been there for a long time. So I figured, whatever. I've been living with it. And your leg? Whatevs. My hip. Your hip. Ooh. Yeah. It was actually weird because my son, who has Down syndrome, was heavy and work, walked very late. And I had two more kids since then, so I'd be pregnant and I'd be carrying him around on my hip at 40, 50 pounds. 
And I thought it was just made it sore. So for years, I've been literally limping when it acts up. And the Corona times have absolutely laid me out, like just sitting in hard chairs and not getting to the gym or whatever. And it just popped up. Sorry, I don't like to talk about health issues, but I'm telling you, I would live with the pain just to not wear the mask. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) It's funny because they'll have this segment where they're talking about how the coronavirus has come back and we're all in danger again. We're talking about or we never were out of danger. And then the very next segment is, well, during that segment, they'll be interviewing someone and they'll be saying, isn't the president's rally on June 20th going to spread COVID? Why isn't he having it outside? Maybe that's a good question. Why he's not demanding them to wear masks, but he is requiring them to sign a waiver in case they get sick. So why is the president Whoa. putting people in danger? A waiver? Yeah, it's not just him. It's businesses across the country are, re- are yeah. requiring waivers from their customers oh. in case they get the coronavirus. I, I sniff a selective limited liability law coming down where if you're in an approved in an approved situation an approved business then maybe you get the limited liability healthcare whatever if you if you adhere to whatever prescribed practices even if the practices are not in evidence to have been made a difference just like regular medical malpractice you're covered as long as you're doing what they say rather than what you think is right and by the way speaking of accreditation 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 i don't know ag bar don't forget he gets the right to accredit the the accreditation companies that okay law enforcement places for these grants So this whole thing is all about getting approval from the feds for your law enforcement agency to get funding. So if you defund your cops, your cops are not going away. They're just getting federalized, which I think I've been calling since Ferguson. I'd like to say we've been calling it, but I've been calling it since before I met you. Wow. Just saying. You have been calling that since I met you. Since you know me. (laughs) So wear your mask unless you're going to a protest and it doesn't matter. You're not going to get COVID. Unless you're going to a Trump rally, then you're going to get COVID. We continue getting gaslighted by the media. It's unbelievable. Brainwashing is in full effect. Go ahead. You have to explain gaslighting because my husband just hit, not in the page of 15. And also, I'm going to tell you the story about uh, if the boogaloo has started. Oh, wow. And I'm going to talk about Dolly Parton. Yum. <laughs> you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to access that extra content we post every time we post a DMB, you can go to patreon.com slash report and become a patron. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the Patreon 15. 